0: the one uh, elephant in the room that we never talk about we all talk about social determinants of health contributing towards cardiovascular disease and i can uh there are four or five things in social determinant but i but i have one simple uh word for that uh, it's called poverty
1: you're listening to parallax from Radcliffe cardiology in association with makeadent.org here is your host ankur kalra md Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Parallax. This is episode seventy-six, and um, uh, you know this uh, is um, is going to be a, an episode which is very close to my heart. Uh, you know because of um, how I think about South Asian heart health and how I've invested a mission in. And making a difference in the lives of, you know, millions, if not billions of South Asians who um, suffer with the scourge of coronary disease. And uh, the, the burden is, is immense. And um, I, I could not be happier to have this guest on, on the show who actually is, is walking uh, the talk. He's not only talking the talk, but he's walking the talk. And we were just talking off the line before we started recording and i'm sure we're going to delve more into this um so my guest on today's show is dr sohail khan uh he's an interventional cardiologist and an endovascular interventionist um who was born and bred in in pakistan before he actually moved to the u.s for further training after finishing his his medical school from other khan university which um I'm, I'm sure the audience is well aware is is one of the premier um, medical institutions in Pakistan, but has campuses worldwide. Um, and then, you know, has been a, a very successful interventionist in the U.S. and um, gave all that up to move back to Pakistan last year uh, to sort of pursue his his mission of um, Touching and affecting lives of his own countrymen, but more importantly, South Asians and the heart health in South Asians. And, um, the burden is so immense in this population that, um, I think his services and his skills are going to be impact, are, are going to be meaningful and impactful in, in a much bigger scale, in a much larger scale. Um, so with that introduction, uh, Dr. Sohail Khan actually is the Chief Operating Officer of uh, the National Institute of Cardiovascular Disease in, in Karachi in Pakistan. And I'm sure he's gonna talk more about it. So, but without that introduction, Sohail, welcome on the show and thank you so much for doing this for us.
0: Uh, thank you, Ankur, for inviting me. I'm very excited to join you
1: here today. Um, so, Sohail, uh, let me um, start this conversation by, by asking you you know you know first off and I did briefly introduce you on the show but uh you know it's it's best if it comes from you than from me um tell us uh a little bit more about you know your upbringing um you know in in quetta in in, in pakistan before you went to medical school and then decided to come to the us for further training and and clinical practice
0: Sure, Ankur. Uh, so, I grew up in Quetta. I was born and raised in Quetta, which is um, a uh, it's it's kind of uh, uh, not very well established city uh, in in a province of Balochistan. It's a two hours drive from Afghanistan. Uh, it's a mountainous region. Um, you know, grew up there, and and then uh, for my middle high school, went to military school for five years, and then, as you said, to the Aga Khan University. Graduated in two thousand three. Um, and then went on to do training in the U.S., uh, my medicine, cardiology, interventional, then trained further in endovascular intervention, uh, different institutes. I uh, uh, was a high-volume operator in endovascular intervention uh, till 2021 when I moved back to Pakistan. Um, and also used to run one of the largest endovascular meeting in the Mountain West region in Salt Lake City. Uh, did that for a couple of years. I was the chairman of that meeting. And, and uh, then in 2018, I decided... Uh, you know, to do master's in healthcare management from Harvard University, uh, always wanted to get into the business side of medicine um, and always had this goal of of, of building a hospital in Quetta, which is my hometown, uh, very underserved when it comes to, to healthcare facilities. Uh, most of the patients, they end up driving 600 miles uh, to Karachi to get better care. So that was always my goal to give back and establish that hospital. Um and and and, and for that reason, uh you know, move uh, moved back a year ago in twenty twenty one. While I was work while I'm working on that hospital, which uh, should be operational in the next six months in quite a about two hundred and fifty bed hospital, I decided to you know avoid a uh, private practice uh, you know cardiology in pakistan where you know uh, of course you'll make good money but i decided to 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 join a public hospital uh, which is nicvd which i think is the busiest cardiac network in the world most of the care is free for patients for poor patients so that's that's when i decided to join this facility to to help the poor population um, and then uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was also appointed as a chief operating officer for this institute. Uh, so this is where I am. I'm uh, I'm the chief operating officer of uh, this institute, uh, which has its own challenges that we'll talk about later. But at the same time, I have this family project that I'm doing in Quetta, which is my hometown. Uh, so as you can see, I'm wearing so many hats. So, yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah, no, it's... Um incredible background very interesting um and uh, you know congratulations for making um you know as i as i call it uh, the the bridge back to the the east from from the west you know it's um it's a hard decision for for many of us i've sort of been uh you know in this boat for um i would say over the past Couple of years, you know, deciding whether to to stay back on or or, or move back to the east to sort of um, be of impact and and be of service to you know our our own people there. Um, so congratulations for making that decision. Do you want to go over that decision with us, with the audience? I'm sure there will be a lot who will actually resonate with uh, with what you have to share and, and say
0: um ankur as you said it is one of the most difficult decisions i've ever made uh i have three kids they're all they're all american they're born there i've been in the u.s for uh, since 2003 2004 so many years um and i can tell you i'm totally americanized i, I just love america you know i am who i am because of that country and uh, used to love my practice and everything um but you know, I they they there came a point in life that you know you uh, you check all the boxes. Now you're a cardiologist. You're making good money. You have a reputation. Uh, you know, you know. But then you you get into this rat race of you know RVU chasing, especially the way the healthcare is going, and in you know in the, the US, uh, the especially the commercial side of things, the insurance the insurance side of things the corporate side of things, Uh, you know, the physician losing that, uh, that autonomy and uh, that satisfaction. And and that's what I was lacking in my life and that meaning in my life. Uh, You know, you want to be somewhere where you can make an impact. And as a cardiologist, uh, you know, uh, US is 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 uh, has achieved a lot in the sense of the quality care i mean there's still a lot of things to improve but being as a physician what other impact you can make uh you can make that impact more in a country like india pakistan where cardiovascular is i mean this is so abundant here so that was one factor for my own you know i was going through that self realization process finding that meaning in life uh, Always wanted to build this hospital in Koita, but again, moving from US to to you know doing that, it's it's challenging. Um, but the thing is, there are certain things that happens in your life. I mean, the biggest uh, teacher in your life is your life experiences. And and um, uh, you know, one of my very close friend, uh, you know, last year, uh, uh, super nice guy, one of the smartest guy that I know. He was a physician and uh he committed suicide and 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 i was involved in uh, all of his last rituals and uh you know taking care of uh, his body his 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 uh you know bank accounts uh, hiring a lawyer and you know and then moving his uh, uh body back to pakistan because his family was not there in the us uh when he died i still remember it still kind of makes me mad the hospital removed his name from their from their website within 12 hours and i'm like you know is this who we are is this you know what our worth is as like physicians like for example you know you die and within 12 hours you're gone you're not even part of that hospital you know it's 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 kind of kept me thinking about overall about life. I mean, what is the meaning of life? What if uh, Suhail Khan dies today? I mean, in two, three days, people will forget about me and the life would move on. So that kind of woke me up as a person, you know, and and I just decided, you know, if life is so short, unpredictable, you know, uh, why not do something for others? Why not uh, whatever I always thought about doing in my life? Why don't I just, uh, you know, uh, take that leap and do it? You know, and, and, you know, that incident really made my decision easy, you know, uh, you know, you know, and then I I talked to my wife and we moved back. And that's my decision of joining uh, this public hospital, which caters to uh, poor population. You know, that was a part of it, too. But then also building this hospital in Koyta, because, again, my goal is not just to build another hospital in business. I want to change the healthcare paradigm so when you know your mission your goal your north star you know that make life uh, you know worthwhile that brings that meaning in your life again this is a long answer but i'm just giving you the whole background uh, you know going back to your point moving is back is not easy but uh, you have to have a very good reason and mission and goal um, i mean that makes it bearable i think
1: oh yes no i mean and thank you for the long-winded answer you know i think the reason for me to ask this question was precisely for you to delve into the um, the deeper aspects of why certain decisions are so important and come from an internal compass. You know, you mentioned North Star, and I think each one of us has its own North Star, um, and the internal compass needs to um, be in in balance. You know, it, it, if internally you, you feel out of balance because of, um, you know, could be, could be anything that is, uh, so central to your existential being, uh, then, you know, I think it is, it is your obligation and responsibility to listen to that internal compass. And I think, you know, each one of us has, as you mentioned, life experience and life changing events and life altering, uh, occurrences, um, I, I do think uh, really shake us and, and really challenge that internal compass. And, and once you reach that point, I think it's important to be with yourself, important to go out in the nature, important to ask yourself the hard questions like you did. And then once you have answered those questions for yourself, more importantly than, than anyone else, you know, I mean, just completely tuning out the external noise and listening listening deeply to your inner voice is what will guide you so you know i congratulate you for for going through that exercise and and making that vital decision i'm sure wherever you are you are going to impact lives and um, you know like i said in the introduction you could not have chosen a better topography or a better geographic location for being the most impactful by Utilizing your skills and your knowledge and all the training, all the exceptional training and experiences that you've garnered in the West to then impact people in the East who both, you know, you and I know, I mean, the, the burden of atherosclerotic vascular disease. I mean, I, I sort of have this conversation with colleagues in the West that, you know, I, in, in terms of the, in terms of the, the footprint, uh, on the globe, you know, South Asians, um, I think about 20%, but they harbor 30% of the atherosclerotic vascular disease burden globally. So I think in terms of the impact you will make by working for institutions like the NICVD and also your own, uh, institution in, in Quetta, I think is enormous. So com- congratulations for that. Um, so na- now, I mean, you know, just, um, Focusing the conversation to um, NICVD and some of the work that the organization is doing, uh, do you want to describe that to the listenership and to the audience? um, You know, who may not be familiar with the footprint of the organization in in the Sindh province, right, in Pakistan?
0: Yes, Sindh province. So yeah, we have four provinces or state in Pakistan. So Sindh is one of one of them. Uh, it's one of the oldest uh, uh, civilizations in the world, uh, going all the way for 5,000. So yes, um, so this uh, NICVD, it was a standalone hospital, which was built in 1960s. Uh, it's a government run hospital, uh, publicly subsidized through taxpayer money. Um, then it underwent transformational uh, change uh, back in uh, uh, 2016 where from one center the government decided to open uh, smaller satellite hospitals throughout the province of Sindh so now we have one main hospital in Karachi which is the NICVD and then nine satellite centers in different uh, smaller cities throughout the state of Sindh um and and it it it, it is uh, a, a, a tertiary cardiac hospital. So, I mean, we have emergency room, we have critical care, we do dialysis. So anything pertaining to cardiology and its complication, we take care of that. And it's, it's a very high volume center. And th- that is something that I don't wanna, you know we should not take pride in it because uh, that means there's something wrong here. There's a, there's a tons of heart disease. And to be very honest, I came here as an interventional cardiologist last year in August, and now I've become more of like preventive cardiologist. Uh, There's so much disease in in, in the US, in any busy center, for example, I remember if you get two, three STEMIs uh, a day, it's a very busy day. Here we get uh, on average about 30 to 35 STEMIs every day. And I'm talking about just NICVD Karachi, I'm not talking about nine other satellite centers. So this is this is how big it is. Uh, but the best part I like about it is is uh, most care is free. I mean, if you come in uh, in the middle of the night at two o'clock, no one is going to ask you about insurance or whether you have money in your pocket. In, in Pakistan, there's I mean there's very limited insurance program. Most of the care is out of pocket. So that's the beauty about working here is that even if I get some rickshaw driver or Uh, you know, uh, some bus driver, you know, we never ask them about money. I mean, if they have heart attack, the primary angioplasty is done. The drug-eluting stent, the metronic drug-eluting stent is is, uh, implanted. And and that is what is very satisfying, and that is what is very impactful here.
1: Yes, I mean, in terms of um, the way you describe it, and, you know, public hospitals in India would work in a very similar fashion. Uh, these are federally funded you know as you may call it uh, you know here in the us and um, um you know care um, you know you know personally i have not worked um, at the veterans administration medical centers but um you know very similarly uh, you know care uh, is the only focus and you know like you said you do not have to worry about uh, you know Payers and, and insurance and reimbursements and pre-authorizations. Um, you just go in and you've been trained to be a cardiologist and be of help and service to patients, and that's what you do. And that's very satisfying. Um, and so the what you describe is very similar to uh, you know public hospitals in India and and you know if I may extrapolate that to the NHS uh, in the in the UK. Um, and the volume of uh, acute coronary syndromes that you've described, um, I agree. Again, I mean, I think you go to any busy public hospital in India, and I think you'll you'll hear of similar volumes. Um, and that becomes a challenge if you want to then accrue data and uh, sort of look at the outcomes, and uh, you know whether it's outcomes at one year or whether it's longitudinal follow up. You know the burden of disease is so much, and clinicians are so busy taking care of patients, and there are the the ratio between clinicians and patients is um, is completely of balance that it becomes very, very hard to actually put the data together and, and analyze it. What do you have to say about that? and And you know I, I think having had the experience in the West. How do you envision to sort of maybe change that? And I know that you're working with Dr. Virani, who's been a long-time mentor of mine, but, but if you want to uh, sort of delve into this, that'll be, that'll be of interest to the audience.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, as, as you said about the volume, yes, the volume is here. Among all our uh, NICVD and the satellite uh, uh, units or hospitals, we do about 18,000 primary PCIs a year. Uh, more than four to five thousand open heart surgeries but the thing is uh, uh, is there a quality there so that's a big question Um, and i don't think so Uh, we can uh, we do a very good job but there's still a lot of things uh, that can be improved like for example Kath, we are part of ncdr but i'm not satisfied the way the data is put there so that's something we need to improve here And uh, if you look at our OPD and emergency volumes, uh, about twice, uh, it is two to one ratio. Like uh, uh, most patients, they present to the emergency room than the OPD. So what that means is that they come to the emergency room only if they're having a heart attack or if it is an emergency, but there's a lack of follow-up. There's a lack of uh, preventive cardiology here or lack, lack of focus on good hypertension treatment, hyperlipidemia treatment. Um, so this is another pattern that I'm, that I'm seeing. But I have some plans for it, uh, you know, as, as you know, we have uh, a, another model called a chest pain unit model, and we can talk in detail about that later. But that is something where we can incorporate those chest pain unit, uh, instead of just using them for an emergency, we can also start doing some you know, screening clinics um, so again, there's another thing is lack of awareness of heart disease. And then the one, uh, elephant in the room that we never talk about, we all talk about social determinants of health contributing towards cardiovascular disease. And I can, uh, there are four or five things in social determinant, but I, but I have one simple, uh, word for that, uh, it's called poverty, you know, uh, that's huge here. I mean, that poverty leads to a lot of issues, lack of access, affordability and awareness. Uh, how do we handle that? That is a big challenge, especially in a country like Pakistan, which is uh, struggling in terms in terms of uh, in terms of economy. So there are so many layers to it. Uh, you know, we are doing a great job, but there are so many things uh, that can be improved.
1: Yeah, no, I mean absolutely. Um, the like I said, you know, I think the the delta of the impact that you are going to make just you know, having someone with the kind of exposure that you've had and the, the kind of experience working in the U.S. that you've had um, and knowing how quality is sort of completely embedded in the system and it's sort of the way you think as you do things. I think just having that cognitive skill set back home, uh, you know, in Pakistan for you uh, and sort of just um, disseminating that amongst your know, practicing colleagues and and physicians is you know that alone is going to be so impactful
0: so you know just to just to add to yours so i I do some talks on on hypertension pretty much every month again, I'm becoming more preventive cardiologist than interventional, so we had a meeting a couple of days ago. there were about ten senior physicians from across the city um on hypertension management uh, you know when it comes to guideline only seven uh, only three out of 10 were for were like really following the guidelines um, so this education is not uh, in countries like pakistan somehow if uh, being uh, older or having gray hair is associated more with uh, uh, like you know ability than uh, you know, having the real ability so so you know convincing someone who is the professor somewhere and he tells you and that this is so called my experience this is how i've done in the last thirty years that is another challenge too in in countries like Pakistan or india how you know, forget about patients, how do you convince primary care physician to change their uh, you know the way they treat patients? Uh, that is another challenge uh, that i'm that i'm facing but i'm i'm working on it you have to be consistent with with your message uh with uh, your efforts for for awareness and you just talked about dr saleem virani actually uh, you know again small things matter right? like for example uh, just being a south asian you know we have a lot of things in common our love for food and You know cricket and whatnot. We, we, the other thing very common among us is is we are also one of the risk factor for CAD for ACC guideline. uh, You know, Uh, and that's one thing that I noticed when I came back to Pakistan and I saw the sheer volume of heart disease. I mean, what else is going on? So the one study that I'm doing is uh, on lipoprotein A. I mean, you know, that is something we have never looked at. you know, uh, in this uh, uh, rich cohort that we have in Pakistan, there are like studies in UK and US where they have looked at South Asians. Uh, but I'm really excited to do that study uh, here in Pakistan, looking at lipoprotein here, especially in younger uh, people. And, uh, you know, is what is the association? Uh, what else is going on that is different in the US and UK? Uh, so, I mean, there are so many things that I, that, that I want to find those answers um, so yeah, that is something I'm really, really excited about. Uh,
1: yes, no, I mean, again, and, um, Salim Vidani is, uh, is very important. is a very important person in my life. Um, and I, I say that because, um, one of the first papers that, uh, we both worked together for the work we actually did in India for the ACC, and this is the, the The extrapolation of the Pinnacle registry you mentioned, NCDR. So Pinnacle is one of the outpatient NCDR registries, as you know. And um, this was an um, an an extrapolation of Pinnacle to India. So it was the Pinnacle India Quality Improvement Program. And you know we we still talk about this, but um, the 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 very one of the very first papers exploring the intersection of South Asian heart health and uh, and the work that acc was doing in india uh, and that's how i got involved uh, and came to know about dr virani was when we when we did this paper together and you know ever since we've we've been in close contact and communication and i still look up to him as someone i can just pick up the phone and call whenever i am in search for answers that my soul is asking so we've that kind of relationship and again uh, and you know i think as interventionists we we uh, should be the uh, torchbearers of prevention because we just see it so much, you know, prima facie in the lab, <laughs> that you know it, it sort of should uh, be impetus enough for us to be the torchbearers of, of prevention. And uh, again, I mean, I think uh, the lives that you'll impact by disseminating uh, some of the important knowledge base about prevention is again is it, going to be key and. You know who better than Sadim Mirani to um, talk about LP Little A and sort of um, establish a trial um, to to answer that question. Do you want to talk up, talk to us about that trial that you're planning on LP Little A in Pakistan? Uh,
0: yes. So. Um... One of the one of the biggest issue in Pakistan is that once you treat a patient with ST elevation MI, I mean the 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 follow up is terrible. I mean you know uh, about more than half of patients they don't follow up with you in the clinic. So what we wanted to do is that we wanted to do a study where we look at patients who are coming in with acute MIs, and then drawing the lipoprotein A on on those on those patients uh, as you know as uh, as you know that, uh, you know, uh, the acute MI or someone on statin therapy does not really affect the level of uh, uh, you know, LPA. Uh, so this would be a cross-sectional study uh, for now. Um, we will have three groups. In one group, we'll have patients who are less than 40 years age uh, with acute MI. The second group will be uh, age more than 40. And the third group will be control and and then based on this study, our next plan is uh, you know uh, going towards the therapeutic part of the study, which will be in the second phase. Uh, we are we are being approached by a certain P- PCSK9 inhibitor company to to kind of run that that sort of a trial. But in this current trial, which is uh, I want, it's more like a study, cross-sectional study. We we will enroll about uh, about a thousand patients. And you'll be uh, surprised to know that we didn't have uh, that uh, that you know, LPA assay here in Pakistan. No one checks for it. So we have to get that from Germany. Uh, and I had to convince Abbott to provide uh, that assay for free. So thanks thanks to Abbott for doing that. Um, so this is the gist of it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, again, uh, all we know about, is, about LPA is uh, like studies from UK or U.S., where they look at uh, one of the sub-study looking at the South Asian, but this will be a true South Asian population that we will be looking at. And I'm convinced that the disease burden in South Asia, those South Asian living in South Asia is higher than South Asians living in UK and US. There might be some other environmental factors you know, like poverty and whatnot, but uh, this is what I think. And this study will provide us that, uh, that info.
1: Oh yes. And again, yeah. So, so the one thing, and I, the one thing you mentioned here is um, is designing and conducting a trial um, for South Asians in South Asia, which I, I think you you sort of just hit the hit the nail on its head there, because you know here we are in the in, in the West, and you know obviously we have the um, the luxury of the high fidelity data that we have from from randomized clinical trials and uh you know Salim Yusuf actually uh in Canada has done some of the important uh and, and seminal work in in um in South Asians but again these are uh, uh you know prevention trials and, and these are trials which are mostly epidemiological. I mean th- these are epidemiological data and also prevention trials. Um so the data garnered uh is certainly are certainly important but uh you know i've always longed for designing and conducting a study uh which for example a drug trial like you know how many trials do you know uh for some of the anti therapies or some of the uh, you know direct oral anti that we use uh, so regularly in south asians i mean you know you just write the prescription and all these drugs are available, but you then sort of pull, pull the paper and look at the trials where these trials were, were done and conducted. And, you know, a lot of these trials were just conducted out in the West and in the intrusion criteria were, uh, you know, Caucasians or, or Westerners. And we sort of just blindly extrapolate the findings uh, and the results of these trials. And we prescribe these drugs in, in our patient population in South Asia. So the, the fact that you're conducting a, a randomized clinical trial for South Asians in South Asia, that is exactly what we need. So we need more people like you doing the kind of work that you're doing because that's the only way to garner data on, on South Asians. And that's the only way we're gonna learn, uh, you know, novel uh, information impacting the health for those patients so congratulations and uh, again uh, you know i'm just living vicariously through you because that's the kind of work that i want to be involved with and that's the kind of work that that i want to do
0: and just FYI, and uh, i'm also talking to uh, samir gupta he's also he was also trained in the u.s now he's practicing in new delhi and uh, then asha Kader, he she is in bangladesh dhaka bangladesh uh, so I'm going to share the study protocol with them as well, and they can run the similar studies, and we may be able to do some pool analysis at the end of uh, you know our our, our little uh, you know uh, trial here. So again, you know, we need our own local data, not only from Pakistan but also India and Bangladesh, and that is what represents true true South Asia.
1: Oh no, uh, congratulations, and you know I I do. Um know both Aisha and samir really well um you know samir actually I, ju- I recently had a phone call um maybe less than a couple of weeks ago and uh, and Aisha is is going to be a prospective guest on parallax as well just as you um but no congratulations and um it's not a surprise that the three of you are interventionists and um <laughs> Um
0: we, we did a webinar actually a month, two months ago. I can share the link with you. And we did a preventive cardiology webinar, you know, with all three interventionists. And Salim Virani was there. Dr. Kurram Nasir from Houston Methodist uh, was there as well. He's also one of the champion in preventive cardiology. So I can share share the link with you and your, your audience as well for that webinar.
1: Yeah, no, please do. We'll actually post that link uh, in the show notes for this episode uh again you know these are names that resonate with me really well i i I all know them in person um and uh, you know incredible group of people that you've garnered and uh you know more power to you and um you know more success to you and and more soul searching to you because when you do that you know what manifests is the work that you're doing with the little a and the work with nicvd and your own uh, you know new hospital in in quetta so any closing remarks um Sohail, anything that you think we should have talked about or discussed which we haven't uh then we we should this is sort of the, the final few minutes of the podcast
0: uh, it's it just i wanted to talk about the other thing we doing uh, we do at nicvd is is a, is a unique model called the chest pain unit model so we have these about 21 chest pain units, 17 of them are in Karachi. And basically they are small containers uh, where uh, the patient comes in. If they have, they're have, they having chest pain, we do the ECG there. If they're diagnosed with ST elevation, we give them anticoagulant, aspirin. We have a defibrillator as well. If they need to be intubated, we can intubate them. And then they are shipped to to primary PCI uh, programs. And this is a great model for for a city like Karachi with 20 to 25 million people, very dense uh, traffic. There are a lot of delays and also cities like Mumbai, Sao Paulo, Dhaka. So actually, I'm writing a paper on it um, in the process of compiling all the data. And this is such a unique model that can be applied to, to any major city in the world. Uh, so that's one thing you know I just talked about briefly, and I'll be sharing that data with you very soon and we can uh, you and I can write both on that uh, you know um, and then uh, uh, if, if if you're asking me about my uh, uh, you know remarks at the end I, I I would say is 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 that you know we can all learn uh, how to put stent, but you know the most important. As we grow, the most important things in life is, is, is again, as we said earlier, having that self self-realization, uh, you know learning the soft skills in life, uh, learning uh, you know learning the empathy part, the servitude. Uh, just just knowing that you know that life is short and unpredictable, We should stay uh, focused on happiness. Uh, we should stay focused on having some mission in life. And then you know just 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 live live happily you know be helpful to others and and, and that's what uh, we should all learn and aspire aspire to um, and uh, yeah
1: yeah no, just uh, all excellent uh, points and you know thank you actually for bringing up the chest pain unit uh, you shared uh, the very informative and uh, and actually awe-inspiring video on Twitter. Uh, as well as other social media platforms that you're active on. And, you know, I I was just in awe with the innovation with Chespan units and also where these units are placed in the city. You know, city as busy as Karachi, but, uh, you know, no reason why um, this model cannot be uh, implemented in in busy cities like Mumbai and Delhi, and and you mentioned about delays, I mean, you can have the the most skilled interventionalist, you can have the most well-equipped cath lab, you can have um, the, the transportation available. But if you aren't just able to get to the hospital, then you're losing time. And we, both you and I know, I mean, having worked as interventionists, that you know, time is muscle. Um,
0: and then just imagine how low cost it is. You don't have to build up the structure, right? You don't have to pay the rent. It's just a container, right? And the other thing that I'm working on right now, I'm in the process of uh, uh, trying to digitize all 17 chest pain unit uh, where there is a good data integration, where, you know, we can also run some screening clinics here. I mean, if we have the infrastructure, the doctor is there on call, the staff is there on call. Why can't we do like screening? I mean, the the if we have such a high disease cardiovascular disease burden there, you know, we can check their cholesterol. We can screen them for hypertension. Um, and I'm also in the you know talking to different uh, different like you know pharmaceutical companies um, that uh, you know why don't they help us in providing a low-cost medication to these patients. Uh, I mean, once the patient comes in, we screen them, they have hypertension or hyperlipidemia. they can give them medication for free for a couple of months, and after that, at low cost. So we have to create a win-win situation for everyone. I mean, the government is not uh, here to... I mean, there is no margin, there is no mission. I mean, we should not depend on the government forever to provide us funds. Uh, We have to create a self-sustaining model and this is what I'm thinking about. So again, that that is another podcast. That's a whole different topic. But um, yeah, this is what I think that we should do here.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, thank you for offering uh, to collaborate with you on 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 the paper that you plan to to write for the chest pain units. I'm I'm all yours. <laughs> uh, if there's anything I can do to help uh, in any way, shape, or form, you know, just. I'm, I'm, only, I'm literally a text away or an email away and I'll be honored and, and delighted to, to be, you know, your co-author. And, you know, if I can in any way, shape or form help, you know, whether it's analysis or, or writing it up or, or, you know, with submission, just just let me know. I'd be more than honored and happy to do so.
0: So, um, uh, Ankur, you asked me about, uh, thanks for offering, uh, for, uh, for offering the help to, to write uh, about this chest pain unit. Um, um, and then, uh, you know, my, uh, my leaving remark is, is that, uh, you know, uh, as I said earlier, uh, finding the, the, the true, uh, centered life is very important. And, and I, and I also, uh, shared some very personal things with you and I, and I, and I, and I should commend you that you are very good at what you do, getting, uh, the deep feelings out of other people, and then you know about your book Ibada. So I, I think uh, you 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 have that uh, spiritual uh, center that I, I I can totally connect to. Uh, so again, thanks for uh, what you do as well, and uh, you know uh, which is uh, you know meeting people, interviewing people, inspiring people. Uh, you know, and this is uh, this is also, uh, I think, very impactful. And this is, uh, you know, of course, your legacy as well, because these podcasts will stay online forever. So thank you so much uh, for for uh, you know for inviting me and 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 really looking forward to connecting with you and
1: staying in touch with you. Oh no likewise you know thanks again for the for the very kind words uh, you know the reason again you know the reason I do this is um, i I just feel a deep sense of mission um, I feel that um, the corporate medicine in the u s is um, is lacking compassion and has lost its soul <laughs> that's what I truly feel um, and um I, I think we need to, in part, I, I think, uh, the conflict of burnout, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the central reasons why, uh, there is, you know, just exponential burnout in the U.S. Um, and I, I think, I mean, to your point, which was actually very, it was, it was eye-opening as well as humbling as, as well as, um, you know, just, um, it also, also invigorated angst, you know, for lack of a better word, was how the hospital, uh, just removed, not even within 12 hours, the, the existence of that physician, you know, who was, who was part of the team, um, you know, before he, he passed away. So, um, you know, life is, you know, like I said, is short. Life is fragile, um, and um, you know, through these conversations and through connecting with like-minded individuals who ask these important and relevant questions and, and make decisions based on internal compass and have a mission-driven life. You know, I think those are the people that I want to feature on the podcast, and with the hope that these conversations will inspire the the audience who are listening, and uh, you know, we can build a community of like-minded physicians who are mission-driven because you know i think if i i I do genuinely personally believe that if your own life is mission driven then all these external forces can't really uh you know take that spirit of service out of you uh, which as you know can get very can get lost in in RVU chase um so no thank you thank you for the kind words and um, you know, again, to everyone who's listening, please rate us and review us. And um, I, list, I listen to all the feedback and I, I read all the comments on social media as well as on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and Spotify. Thanks for all the support. You know, because of all the support, we are now uh, rated um, the second best podcast in cardiology by Feedspot.com. You know, these rankings just came out, you know, within this past month um so um thank you for for all the support and these um you know the reason i even bring up rankings is that you know through this work i'm sure we've been able to connect with with physicians and and with with like-minded individuals and uh, it's through guests like sohail and, and the work that they're doing that you know parallax is what parallax is so thanks again and Um, We'll see you back uh, you know, other Monday with another guest like Dr. Khan. So thank you for your time. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast produced by Radcliffe Cardiology in association with makeadent.org. We aim to bring you a new angle of all things cardiology every second week. Review us on your favorite podcast app or send your comments or questions to podcast at radcliffe-group.com. To view the series, head to radcliffecardiology.com forward slash podcasts forward slash parallax. Thanks for listening.